Bonnery is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. What up, what up, what up, everybody here in podcast land, everybody in Twitch land, everyone around the globe. We are here on the Spawn on Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. This is the Spawn on Me podcast with Khalif Adams. I'm sorry, happy that you're here with us this week and every week here in our wonderful land of Bracago. It is a wonderful day today. I am very excited about this show, very excited about some of the stuff we get a chance to talk about on this episode this week massive love to you all at home for 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 rocking other rocking with us live on twitch.tv slash spawn on me if you're watching the show live everyone who's been listening and subscribing to the show on the podcast apps of choice we've been seeing a good spike in terms of listenership uh across apple you know uh, spotify across uh google play a bunch of different places we've been seeing a uptick in some visibility which has been great for the show i think it's always one of those things that we're trying to figure out and how to build out um good ways to connect with you all uh and and thank you again for spending your ears uh your ear time with us uh and and now your eye time with us here uh, as well while we do the show live here on twitch um if you missed our last episode with isaiah uh d colbert from uh kotaku it was a such a fun show like please go go check that out he is a part of Bracago, he is he is he is one of us. He is one of the folks that are in our fold. So please go support him. He just put out a fantastic article about uh, some of the women who have been the 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 founders of the gaming industry uh, over on Kotaku. Uh, would love to see more 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 stories about things like that in the space. More more shows like that uh, because they are just brilliant and super 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 cool. Um, we have an announcement. I'm going to start the show hot with all the information that we got coming in real, real cool. So I think, you know, one of the things that a lot of people ask me all the time, I get asked a couple of things really quickly and often is one, what's my, what's my, you know, what am I thinking about when it comes to hair care? Uh, a lot of people want to know what I do with, with my hair care routine. They try to figure out like, you know, what's the best ways that they can get their scalp to look like mine. You know, how, how do they, they get the best kind of shiniest sideburns that you can get. Uh, and I have lots of information for that. That's super easy. That's like, you know, baby oil, you know, holy water, uh, a little bit of Kool-Aid packets. You rub that into the into the hair um, and then that's that, you know, you get the most beautiful, most most glistening, gorgeous you know, sideburns you could ever get on the planet. Uh, my beard is glistening all the time because of, of the baby oil and, and the holy water. It just makes it so much easier for all of that stuff to get down. The second thing that people ask me all the time is like, hey, Kyle, we really love the production of the show we really love how um how professional it looks and how you know you built your studio and, and how you and how you uh you know how you've gotten everything to look so clean and everything looks so great and sounds so great um and 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 the thing that i used to do was i used to have like a, a google doc that would have everything in it and i have links to it and i'd send it out to people on the on, on the back end and I'm like here because I, I i'm not a person who likes to hoard information I'd give them the, the list and they'd be like, Kyle, thank you. This is great. This is fantastic. Um, I found through I am Brandon, shout out to I am Brandon TV, um, a wonderful site called kit.co and kit.co lets you do something that is very, very different. Um, and when I say different, it means that you can take all of that information that you would usually share in a Google doc or you tweet it out and do all that kind of stuff. It'll let you compile all of that stuff with pictures, links, link outs, uh, you know, if you wanted to, you know, if you have an affiliate kind of thing, like you'll be able to do all that stuff and it looks really, really cool. It is like super easy to do. It is fantastic. And I've built up basically my, the initial studio, if you've been following the show for a long time, uh, you know, the stuff that we've had, um, you know, the stuff that we had before, uh, you know, was working really, really well and was, and was fantastic. Uh, but now it's like super, super, super different in the way that it winds up working. Um, and that stuff is great because what it winds up doing is like, we just get a chance to, to, to basically build out the rest of the, of the space in a real way. Like we get to a chance to build out everything in, in a super fancy, 
beautiful way with all of our gear and show it off and, and get a chance to talk about all of it. Um, and, and it's great because it just puts everything in one spot. Uh, and it just makes it really easy to share. So ours looks like this. If you, if you get a chance to look at it on, on the site, this is a little bit of the spawn on me 2.0 version of, you know, the, the, the bits that we have so far, you know, the, the, the super sexy camera shot that we used to have, they used to come down and, and, and do those things like that was in there is still in there. Uh, you know, some of our camera gear, like all the stuff that if you ever wanted to know what spawn on me looks like from, from that perspective, like that's the way you wind up getting to it. Um, and it makes it so easy to just put all of that work into those spaces. Um, so I reached out to Kit and said, Hey, we want to do something really dope with our, with our Bricago family. We want to do something that's, that's, you know, big. We want to go, we want to go all in. We want to, we want to give back to the community in a, in a good way. And, and we know that there's a lot of folks who are in our community who are contest, not contest, who are content creators who are learning and want to get learned up, not on the gear that we use, but you know, how they build out their potential media empires in that way. Um, and I'm so excited because the, we reached out to the folks from kit. We have, we have, uh, Meyer man too in the chat right now. Who's from kit, um, who was amazingly kind and patient because I was running around like a chicken without a head. We've been trying to get this contest off the ground for a couple of months now. Uh, we finally got it out into the world and what we're doing for all of you at home is we're doing a gear for gamers contest with kit. Um, hashtag gear number four gamers. Um, and what we're going to do with this is pretty phenomenal because what we're going to wind up doing with this contest and the way it's going to work is I want all of you to think about your dream set of gear, your dream kit, the thing that you would love to be able to make and to showcase and to, and to show you off your, 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 your room or your streaming setup or you know, your gaming room, any of that stuff, you're going to go to the site. You're going to make that kit. And then if you're in the chat right now, listening live, uh, we'll be sharing this out on, on social media as well. But if you're right here live in the chat right now, if you put an exclamation point gear for gamers, um, you'll get the link to the contest. We're going to have five winners for this contest with various different packages of, of, of gear. It's number four, sorry, number explanation gear. Number four gamers. Um, we're going to five winners. Uh, the contest is starting right now. As we speak, it is now live. You can now go and do it. You can be a part of it. The prize package is as follows. And this is going to be the wild part coming to you live. From Bricago, we have a prize package unlike you've ever seen before in gaming. Unlike you've seen here in Bricago before. With our wonderful friends from kit.co, you will be able to get some dope gear. And it is as follows. The gear that you'll be able to potentially win are an Xbox series, an Xbox controller. You see it right here. We got it behind us in the back. The, the, the sexy shock blue version of the cons of the, of the controller. We have two prize packages from our friends over at Logitech. So there's two different prize packages. You'll be able to get the pro series X headset. The one that I'm currently wearing, wearing now, uh, so a couple of their mice and keyboards. There'll be two versions of that uh, kit out there. You'll also be able to win a GoXLR mixer. All of the cool sound effects you heard me just do with the samples and all the stuff. You'll also be able to win a GoXLR mixer. That's in the mix too. And the big dog prize, our wonderful friends from TCL are letting us give away a 65 inch 4K TV. I said a 65 inch 4K TV. We're going to be able to give that away as well. So 
again, we're going to be sharing this. The, the, the link will be in the show notes. If you're listening to the audio version of the show, um, again, what you're going to want to do is you're going to make the sexiest uh, uh, kit that you can think about how you want that to kind of, you know, uh, uh, you know, really talk to what you're trying to do as a content creator, as a gamer, you know, this gear for gamers contest is extremely uh, uh, exciting. I have to give a massive amount of love to our friends from Xbox, Logitech G, uh, 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 the folks from Genius who helped us and, and uh, Kit for putting the uh, GoXLR in the pot. Uh, our friends from TCL who literally said that they're going to give us a TV to give away. And also they have this really awesome uh, camera that goes along with because these uh, because the TCL PC, I'm sorry, TCL uh, TV has, uh, I think, Google OS in it. Uh, you'll be able to, you know, use it uh, as, a, as a place to kind of, you know, do meetings and things like that. So you ha- they're going to be giving away a camera that goes along with the TV as well um, that they just put out. It is a wild set of stuff that we are able to give away uh, uh, from from our friends over at Kit.co putting this together and all of our friends who are who are partners in this putting together the dopest prize package I've ever seen in my life. So make sure you go in there, go make your kit, put your link into the into the uh, uh, into the form uh, and then the folks from Kit will go through. They'll 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 judge it. Uh, we'll all take a look at it and then we'll pick our five winners. And then uh, on October 6th, uh, on that Wednesday night show at 8 p.m. Oh, I'm sorry. It ends on October 6th, 8 p.m. PST. So you have about 14 days uh, by the time you're listening to it now live on the show. Uh, you'll have two less days if you're listening on the audio version of the show. So five winners, thousand dollars of prizes, contest rules are there. Um, let me give you the ability to uh, put that link in the chat, uh, Meyer man, you should be able to do it now. Now that they're modded again, thank you all from our friends from kit. Uh, I am extremely excited about the potential for what this means for us. Super hyped to be able to bring this to all of you here in Bracago, uh, and very, very happy that we get a chance to do this. So again, we're coming strong for 2021 and 2022 is going to be even more wild. Go click the link if you're watching it here live on 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 Twitch. Uh, share it out with your friends. Please let people know. You'll get more entries, I think, if you follow us on Twitter and, and, and subscribe to the channel. Uh, subscribe and subscribe to our uh, uh, YouTube channel. You'll get more uh, uh, entries to go in that way. And I'm hoping, you know, somebody will get wild gear. Five people will get nuts, things that they never had before. So very excited about that. Um, and, and again, thank you to our friends over at kit for, for rocking with us and and sponsoring us for the show. That being said, we have a pretty full show today, uh, full of a lot of different things going on. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to run directly into the four one one. So first story of the episode is all about Twitch making a deal on the music side. So one of the things that has always been a a part of the conversation um, has been about, you know, we want to be able to play, uh, you know, copyright copyright music. We always want to try to figure out ways we'd be able to kind of connect the cultural bits to what we want to do. Um, and it's never been a real way to do it on Twitch. You've always had to try to find safe music. You've always had to try to find other forms of music, make your own, you know, do all that to be able to play music that sounds really good on, on stream. And it's just hard to do like there, you know, we're lucky enough, you know, the folks over at high pass GG basically power our pre-stream, uh, music because they make dope beats and they're fantastic. So please go check them out over on Spotify and other places where they, where they drop. Um, so, you know, we have found them, but you know, I want to play some booty, some booty throwing music as well at some point. And, you know, I want to play some Megan. I want to play some, some Nas. I want to play some new Kendrick. I want to play all that stuff on the show and we can't without worrying about the show getting taken down in a real way. So 
they made a deal with the uh, National Music Publishers uh, Association, which got everyone kind of excited because people thought that there was going to be now this easy way to be able to stream music directly with uh, uh, with that being in place. And that's not what this deal actually winds up entailing. It's more of a preemptive version of what they used to do, which was, you know, there are DMCA strikes, which you can still probably get. Um, and sometimes they would just take your channel down or, and, and it wouldn't really work at that point because they had made the strikes and they had done that um, and pushed that out. Uh, what they shared in a blog post uh, was that they are, and this is quote, we're excited to announce that we're entered into an agreement with the National Music Public, uh, Publishers Association to build productive partnerships between Twitch and music publishers. As part of this agreement, we want to let you know that a new process that we are creating uh, that participating music rights holders can opt into uh, to report certain users of their music, which is more flexible and forgiving to creators who had inadvertently or incidentally uh, uh, use music in their streams than the existing process required under the DMCA and similar global laws. At a high level, this new process, which is distinct from the DMCA, focuses on going, for, going forward flagrant uses of music and starts with a warning instead of penalties. Now, when a participating rights holder reports the use of unauthorized music on a creator's channel, the following will occur. Twitch rule, uh, DMCA will have a team that will review the reports and check for completeness. Unlike DMCA, Twitch will give creators a chance to course correct by first issuing them a warning. Um, Twitch will then remove any VOD and clips that contain the unauthorized music from the creator's channel. And if a live stream involves one or several specific flagrant music uses, examples including rebroadcast music, concerts, or broadcasting pre-release -pre tracks, Twitch may also issue a warning or penalty uh, depending on the creator's history of that music kind of use. We will also have more information to share in the upcoming weeks. So uh, per the Kotaku article, article that I got this from, the way you want to read that is DMCA is still in effect. This new deal does more of a, hey, smack you on the hand, you shouldn't do that, as opposed to basically snatching your channel outright early and, 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 and kind of killing your channel uh, off the bat. It's not what we need <laughs> as, as, as streamers who want to be able to do this. This is not the actual like thing that we're hoping for. We're, we're, we're really looking to see at some point someone make a deal with you know, ASCAP or BMI or Jazzrack or any of the other music societies to say, we want to be able to cut a deal so that we can stream dope music that is, you know, based in wherever it may be. Excuse me. I used to work at ASCAP some years ago. It was like, God, 15, 20 years ago at this point. And royalties are really interesting. Like, it's just a really wild thing to see how much money people are making off their music, which again... If you're a big artist and yeah, you're making a, a well-established artist, you're getting a good amount of money depending upon how you set up your deal. So many small artists aren't making that much money. They're getting more money if they kind of do things on the side and, and do things and, and publishing stuff on their own as, a, as opposed to going through a big company. But still, if you just think about how many people are on Twitch, right? And if you think about just how many streamers who would love to be able to stream their music and pay the artists for their spins. There's a lot of conversation about like how Twitch could change the face of music by just letting streamers stream the music that they want. I think, you know, again, I don't know how the, 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 the legalities of this work. I don't know. I'm sure knowing what it was like when I was even dipping my toes into the water around music licensing, how wild that thing is, because it's very different even if you're in a streaming space, which is a different kind of license you need as opposed to like one if you're a podcaster. There are, you know, look it up. When you go into what, like go to ASCAP's website and look at the licensing that they have offers for. They're not expensive, but it depends on how the music gets used. So for instance, you can have one deal where it's based on how many times that thing gets played. So if I make a VOD of this and put this somewhere else and it gets 2 million views, I then have to pay a certain percentage of that 2 million views so that that then becomes equitable for the people who, whose music I use. 
the usually the reason you have those kind of intermediaries with with different companies and things like that is that the offset is there to be able to kind of have a thing there uh, in that space. Uh, some folks in the chat are also talking about that as well. Royal Martin says, "Does the whole Monster Cat X uh, uh, Twitch thing still exist?" Yeah, there the Monster Cat is still a thing on Twitch where you can play his, you know, their music. Twitch has also put out their own playlists on things like Spotify. The problem has been sometimes with the way that the automated systems work that even those playlists that have gotten made will get flagged. And to be fair, the music is kind of butt. The music ain't bumping like that. It ain't slapping like that. It ain't it ain't, it ain't really that dope. So it's like, I, you can play that kind of music, but it's just not hot. So it's like, what they, that's a catch 22 because you don't really want to play not dope music on your stream so it is it is a half step that will save you a couple of headaches if you're still in the the space of playing copywritten music which you shouldn't be doing anyway at this point because of how strict and how stringent everyone is on that space so i would say this is not a great thing um for anyone involved i don't i don't think it actually like moves the space anywhere in a in a really good kind of you know direction for anyone who cares about hot music on 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 their streams it just doesn't really do the thing that you need it to do which is which is sad and and, and it doesn't really lend to what we're hoping for um our next and last story in terms of the news for this week um is all about um our friends at twitch again Bringing back TwitchCon. I'm oh, that's my that's my leg and my and my arm right there. That's a thing. Um, TwitchCon is coming back. I am very excited the fact that TwitchCon is coming back. I am I am hyped at the fact that TwitchCon is is returning in that way. Um, I think it's going to be extremely cool to be able to see TwitchCon become a thing once more. I am infinitely excited for all of the things that are going to be happening on that side of the fence because TwitchCon was fantastic i thought it was great the years that i went the last time that i went i moderated five back to back to back to back to back panels uh with folks like t-rex and data dave and 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 so many other folks um i'm happy that they're bringing it back to san diego uh which is great uh they're going to be doing it both in uh let's see they're going to be doing it in san diego and amsterdam so amsterdam is going to be in july next year and in October of 2022, is that where you'll, you'll you'll be able to go back to San Diego uh, to, to go to TwitchCon? The interesting part about this is something that they shared. Um, they talked about, you know, some of the numbers that, that kind of are involved here from a TwitchCon perspective in terms of like how many folks are going and, and, and not going, but how many people are partnered. And they said last year we welcomed our 50,000th partner and added 8,550 new partners as well as 584,000 affiliates, bringing the total number of affiliates to Twitch to 1.2 million affiliates. We also saw the biggest growth in viewership we have ever seen in the history of Twitch. With so many new creators, viewers, moderators who have joined Twitch during this pandemic, many have not yet had the opportunity to meet uh, the communities that they've created and welcomed themselves to in the space. That is a wild number to 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 say out loud that is a huge number um and it's i i it's, it just reminds you of just how many people consume this platform they didn't even talk about viewership in terms of those numbers of how many people actually just consume twitch they just talked about people who are like streaming on twitch right now and those are last year's numbers those aren't even up uh current current date numbers um so it makes you really think about not only the conversations we've seen around safety, because again, like we haven't heard anything about a, a vaccination mandate, which they have to do. If they don't do a vaccination mandate, then they then no one's gonna go. And we don't know what the state of the you know at least North America is gonna look like in 2022 at the end of that year, because that's gonna be in the last quarter of 2022, hopefully enough people will have gotten their vaccinations. Please go get vaccinated. Please wash your hands, wash your butt. And the numbers alone, again, they had, they got their 50,000th partner. If you think about all the people who are streaming, that's a really small number 
of people who stream on Twitch every day. It is a wild number to think about partnerships in that way. And a lot of people have gotten partnered in the past couple of weeks. But again, that's like, you know, they talked about almost partnering last year, almost 9,000 different channels here. Uh, so that means that, you know, the conversations that we saw during Twitch do better around revenue splits, around how much money people are making. But also, even if you're a content, if you're a content creator, that number should scare the shit out of you. <laughs> and you're like, Kyle, why should that scare the shit out of me? If you think about how many people you're fighting for space for, that doesn't make the conversation about content creation on Twitch better for you. The, I mean, like, look, I, I want to go, I'm going to be a partner on Twitch and, and, you know, considering if I'm still on Twitch in, in, in October of 2022, um, you know, I want to be a part of the festivities. I want to do cool stuff again. I want to, you know, do the, you know, hosting of stuff and do all that kind of thing. Um, but like thinking about, you know, folks who want to stream full time on this platform, fo folks who want to stream part time and make good money. Like, I think people have to readjust their their expectations of how much they're going to be able to grow on this platform, unless Twitch does a really wild job in terms of fixing or uh, uh, or moving the conversation about um, you know, discoverability in a bigger way. Does this mean that there's going to be more space for PMC, uh, PMC for POC folks on the platform, having gone through a year, you know, a very difficult year on the platform. Of course, the, the space has always kind of been kind of skewed in a difficult way for us on, on, on Twitch. I, I think that there, and I saw Denny Von Doom talking about this, so shout out to Denny about there there's there there should be some conversations around in real ways safety and tools and like they they can't do a listening session cuz they're just going to get cussed out as the platform cuz people are going to come to that conversation with unrealistic and unreasonable energy but it's going to be a really telling thing to see what's going to happen at TwitchCon, when everybody's back, I think every I think, first of all, it's going to be a lot of people who are going to be really excited. But I think even within that space, there was always a little bit of an in crowd versus out crowd thing that happens at Twitch, depending if you're a affiliate or a partner. There were like different areas for you to go do stuff if you were a partner, as opposed to if you weren't a partner or if you were an affiliate. Like you even got different swag. Like it was different stuff, and I think it's 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 it always has made it weird for folks who aren't at that partner level to feel like they are a part of the full experience. So I think if there's any feedback I can give to the folks at Twitch is like, you want to figure out ways to give them the best kind of experience there. Um, so that they don't feel, you know, left out, uh, for a lot of stuff. I think, I think that's going to be a, a really telling part of, how this all works. Um, and it will be really interesting to see where it all lands when they come back from basically a year and a half, almost two year hiatus of doing TwitchCon. They're going to have to go huge and they're going to be doing it in San Diego. So they're going to be doing it in the space where San Diego Comic-Con happens. The other part of that is that last TwitchCon, I will say it was fun for the experience of being able to meet, you know, other Bricago residents and meeting fans and meeting, you know, people for that kind of stuff. But on the vendor side, it was really paltry. It wasn't that great. It wasn't a thing that I felt like I was going there to learn anything new. It didn't feel like a thing that I was going there and being able to meet vendors or work deals or, you know, meet people who are going to try to, you know, help further my content creation career career um, in a real way, which is the thing I think TwitchCon should be. I don't think TwitchCon should be the thing where you just go there, you go meet your people, you have your meet and greet lines, and then you dip out. I think they have to come up with curriculums for fee for, for people and, and, and for streamers to kind of learn about the process of streaming, learn about mental health at, at, at TwitchCon, learn at how to, how to pitch yourself at TwitchCon, learn how to do your, 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 your content deck, your pitch deck. Like there should be, there should be a track, it should be tracks of, of information to make you a better content creator so that when you leave there, 
you have way more tools in your tool set that was just not like I got a chance to meet X streamer who I've always wanted to meet. I don't think that you get a lot of return on investment on that layer of it. And it doesn't level up the community and it doesn't do anything to, to really push the Twitch brand in a bigger way, even though they are already the big kids on the block. So I think, I think that's a really interesting space for them to kind of dig into. I think that's going to be really cool to see how they're going to land all that. Um, and, and we'll see where that kind of maneuvers them, um, into that space. So I think, you know, I'm very excited for it. I think, you know, when I saw it, I was like, oh, wow. Like I missed TwitchCon. It was cool to be able to go and go see folks that I love who work there and, 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 and chill and, and learn how to do stuff. Um, so I think those parts are very, 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 very exciting. So we'll, we'll see how that plays itself out. Um, before we go to our break, um, I did want to share. Um, if you've been following, you know, the, both of our channels, please go follow, uh, at Khalif Adams and at spawn on me, uh, on Twitter, uh, where you can get all pretty much all the information that you're going to need, including the, the, the stuff that we got about the contest that'll go up probably tomorrow after record it. Um, but the, the, if you've been following the, the channel and you're following the work, we had a dope, super dope interview with Dinga Bakaba. Uh, who is the game director over on Deathloop? And it was it was pretty pretty fantastic. It was it was super cool to be able to talk to Dinga and talk about you know how you know Deathloop came to be, how how it how it sparked, and and how you know the thoughts around the visionaries and all that kind of stuff. And and then you know we did a two part video because the the whole interview was probably about almost an hour long. Um, so we wanted to split it up for YouTube. So he's looking more digestible chunks. Um, so there's two parts on, on the video that it's now live on our YouTube channel. Please go subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're trying to build that out. Um, but I wanted to play at least one snippet. If you haven't seen any of the, any, any of it yet. Um, and this comes from part two, which talks about, um, the diversity that we saw with Colt and Juliana, um, being in the game and being the, 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 the faces of the game. Uh, and being the covers of this fantastic, you know, game that 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 everyone is talking about right now. So I wanted to play a, a snippet of that. Uh, make sure you're going to check it out if you want to hear the full version of the interviews. They're both again up on YouTube right now. Um, here's a snippet of that interview right now. Please go listen to it. Please go check it out. And here we go. Um, hearing you talk about Colt and Juliana, I think one of the things that we on our show we always talk about. Um, spotlighting great characters, spotlighting great characters of color and making sure that those folks get out there in the world uh, and, 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 and talking about those conversations. How awesome is it to have these two characters be the face of your game, be black folks and your game sell like hotcakes right now? Like, how does it feel to have all of that? Cause you talked about, you know, all the ways that the characters are, in, in, in a lot of times we, we see so many characters who aren't these fully kind of fleshed out characters mm-hmm. and especially characters of color. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts just about like how you're feeling about that part of it, how you're thinking about it. And was that a part of the conversation in the con in the concepts of, of making Colt and Juliana a part of the world? I, I, I say this uh, very happy, first of all, for, for the, the first part of your question. Yeah, I, I'm happy. I mean, uh, I'll drop a personal reason first, yeah. and then I, to, I go back to the game yeah. uh, development. The personal reason is that my my father is a you know he's an actor. He's a, <laughs> he's a, you know he's from Ivory Coast, so he's African. Uh, came to to France to 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 have an actor uh, career, and he did some great things. But it was extremely tough. Like France, by the time I was born, was not ready to have black leads, and mm. to this day, it's 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 it's. Uh, not the most frequent thing, uh, sadly, uh, in our country. So, and and my and, and just having the uh, uh, yeah. So I, I know it was tough. It wasn't like an intention or anything from me. It actually actually it came from Sebastian, who wanted huh. uh, like the first version of the first version of Colt wasn't black actually. And and one morning Sebastian came with a, a new sketch where he's black, and of course I'm like, huh. And then some people in the team were like, yeah, but wait, why? Because like, you know, we have this world and it's, it's kind of icy. So yeah. we kind of expect people to be, 
you know, uh, looking like uh, Russians or Polish people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so why why that? And I think one of the things he said was, so, okay, uh, you probably seen some of the artworks, like, the, for instance, this kind of Bond-like poster yep. where you have all these characters, like kind of uh, old-style movie uh, key art. And he said something like, okay, imagine we do a, a movie... Um, you know, uh, how do you call that um, uh, poster for yeah. this game? And you have all this cast of characters, but contrary to a James Bond or, or, or Avengers uh, movie, the person that is in the forefront is a black man. Mm. And he said, I don't think I remember that. Like when there is only, you know, when, when it's about a black character, of course he's on the front. Uh, when, but there, when there is an ensemble, very often, that's not who is in front. Like there is, there is. You could make a case for Suicide Squad, sure. but despite uh, you know, uh, despite uh, Will Smith's character being actually the leader of the team, the person we see the most of is is, 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 is Margot Robbie's character. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and then that's not a problem. Like it works for this team. She's wonderful in etc. Yeah. But for us, I think Seb said, "Hey, let's do something that breaks the pattern a little bit," and. You know, and then uh, I think people understood, and 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 uh, you know, uh, and then every single question about let's let's make their hair correct, uh, you know, uh, let's uh, uh, make sure that 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 we are very careful with harmful tropes and like all those things came naturally uh, without being, I would say. A plan from the start it emerged and we supported the vision from the artist and but like it's yeah we're doing it good then and then uh, yeah and i have to say when i when i see this this right. uh and i see this art yeah and i see those two and uh i think of young you know gamers that that look like them uh of course i'm uh, i'm a bit uh, softer in the inside because so that was a snippet of our amazing exclusive interview with Dinga Bakaba, uh, game director from Deathloop. Please go check that thing out. Uh, it was so much fun to record. You can see and hear, you know, the excitement in his voice about having Colt and Juliana be the faces of those characters and having that be uh, a thing that he had had his hands on and, and put out into the world and and, and gives you know, black, black, black gamers and, 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 and folks who, who care about diversity and inclusion um, know that something is changing in the culture. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back after a couple of quick messages. If you're here on Twitch, hang out for about a two to three minute ad. Uh, if you're listening in podcast land, you'll hear some a wonderful bumper from our family over at Fanbyte. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Hey, Bricago, Merrick Kay here from Fanbyte. Did you know that Spot On Me is a part of the Fanbyte Podcast Network? We produce a ton of other great shows like Channel F, a podcast where we talk about the games we're playing. Can I just say yeah. how much I would love for there to be a Hitman game that's just about making people experience embarrassing social faux pas, trying to like prank people and make it seem like they had farted or like tripped on something? <laughs> that would be like very good. Dig up weird finds at thrift stores. So the <laughs> listing says Bung Doctor V64. <laughs> and take your questions about the best jokers. Labars Martin asks, what's the best or coolest weapon ever given to a mech? Gundam Fusion Rebake has a really oh, good- give me, Sorry? give me that one more time. Gundam Fusion Rebake. Yo, I heard you. <laughs> Gundam Fusion. <laughs> I personally guarantee that listening to Channel F will make you a better, smarter, more powerful version of yourself. So go to fanbyte.com slash podcasts or search for Channel F on your podcast app of choice today. Improvement not guaranteed. Listening to Channel F may cost you So we are back from our break again. Thank you, everybody who is listening to the show live on Twitch. If you're on the podcast version of the show, thank you so much for listening and being here after the break. If you missed the beginning of the show, you missed a banger. You missed us talking about our kit.co contest, giving away Xbox controllers, two Logitech packages, giving away a Go XLR mixer and the creme de la creme. 
<laughs> a 4K 65-inch TV from TCL. Make sure you're hitting up the links that are in the show notes uh, and on the YouTube version of the show and stuff that you check out on social at Kylie Adams at Spawn on Me. Um, what I've been playing. So I got a chance to play Kena, Kena, Bridge of Spirits, um, a little bit before launch. Uh, it was so funny because usually games like this wind up getting into my hands a little bit earlier. Like you usually have about like what what uh you know like how much time probably like maybe like a week uh for that kind of stuff to be able to do like you get a chance to be able to 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 like check out stuff um and and like go through it and have time to go play around and like dig around it i had basically like three days to play this whole game um and it was great uh it is a really interesting super cool like entry level game in, in, and I don't say that in a disparaging way. I say that in, in a, in a very, like it's accessible by a lot of different, by a lot of different people. I think, I think games like this does deserve and need to be in this space. I think they're like really good bridges between, um, kind of bigger, well, more well-known games while also being like, well, this is one of the prettiest games I've seen on PS five. Like I think uh, for PS five folks, this is a really brilliant uh, piece of the, the the like gaming ecosystem that you get a chance to be in. I think I had a blast with it. I was just like sitting there just constantly looking at the game and being like, God damn, this thing is pretty. Um, and it feels responsive. It feels like the gameplay itself feels great. The inter- integration between, you know, the dual sense and everything else felt super good. Like the folks of Ember, Ember Labs made a banger of a game. I don't have much in terms of, you know, complaints about it. It does feel like, interestingly enough, like if you remember like right before there was a change in the way that Unreal Engine and Fortnite looked, it was like right before like new Unreal Engine 5 conversations were starting to come out. So things had this very cartoonish anime look to it. And, and, and even Fortnite did, um, in that way, it was, it was cool to see, you know, the game be this like fantastic, uh, uh, like space to be able to play in and, and dig around in. Um, and the game is great. Like it is, it is super, super cool. Uh, and, and it was so much fun to be able to like dig into it in a real way. Um, and I loved it. I, I felt like it was super cute. The characters were gorgeous. The like environments were really fun. I didn't like the rot though. I think the rots are creepy looking. I don't like the big ass eyes and shit. It looks creepy. I know people are like, it's so cute. It's so, it's so great. That just looked creepy to me. I don't know why after a while, like the first couple times it was cute when it was like two of them. But then when it was like 20 of them, I was like, yo, y'all, y'all need to, like my claustrophobia was kicking in. I was like, y'all need to back up off me, rot. Like get away from me, stop running around me. I got to put these damn hats on you. Try to make you look cute. I had a whole bunch of mushrooms running around me looking like I was in a weed farm. It was like psychedelics. It was like I was in the in the jungle doing, doing shrooms. I was like, what is happening with these goddamn mushrooms around me all the time? Running around me. And it was wild. It was, it was, it was very fun though. The one knock that I would have on it was the difficulty on the boss fights were like, all right, this is pretty decent. This is reasonable. This is what I have an expectation. Then it was like, no F you we're getting real hard. Now we're going to be really difficult and the game is going to not be easy anymore in a way that I was just like, this isn't what I was playing for the past, like five to seven hours of this game. Like this game ramped up in a difficulty layer that was totally different than what I had an expectation for. And the way that they handle you dying in a boss fight was really bad. It was not good. It was not a fun version of, of what the, of what the game could be because of the way the difficulty ramped up in a way that didn't prepare you you didn't like you had enough weapons and you had enough tools to kind of do stuff in the space, but like it got hard in a way that was just like, Oh, I'm not going to beat this part 
anytime soon because of the way that the fight would go and the fact that you couldn't regenerate health and, and all this other kind of stuff. And I was like, this isn't fun anymore in the way that I have an expectation for this game to be fun. And that part was a little bit uh, disconcerting. I was just like, this changed in a way that I wasn't prepared for. And I was like, this ain't, this ain't cool. Um, so I was a little bit annoyed at that. Um, and that was a part that if I were to, you know, to knock the game in any real way, that was the only knock on it. But for the 10 to 15 hours that I had a chance to play through it, it is ridiculously pretty. Again, from a small team of folks at Ember Labs, like it is a thing that it, you have to give them nothing but props for being able to make a game that looks like this and plays like this and is so well done in terms of the fundamentals of what this game is. It definitely does feel like a, you know, beginning of a life cycle game that you put on a, on a console, but for what they are able to pull off massive amount of kudos to them for being able to put out a, such a comprehensive and, and fun and interesting game um that you don't really see these kinds of games anymore i think i think that you get a weird valley of either really high-end stuff or stuff that's like you know not that well done um in the space so this is a really nice kind of in the middle kind of thing um for a lot of people which i think is which i think is great i think i think you need more 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 games like this in the space to be able to be that way um so i had a blast with kena uh, with kena i keep seeing it wrong kena and uh, it was super cool. I thought it was a lot of fun. Definitely go pick it up. I think it's worth the money of, of snagging it and, and, and getting it. The photo mode was really dope. Um, uh, anytime you put a photo mode in, in, in a game, I will rock it for as much as I possibly can. And it was brilliant. It was super, super cool to be able to get a chance to play um, Kena before before launch. I was, I was very, very pleased with it. Um, Word. I think for... Now I'm trying to think if there's any other stuff that we didn't get into uh, for this episode uh, that 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 showed up or is in the conversation yet. Uh, I did see the 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 Surface event, the Microsoft Surface event that showed up today uh, on Wednesday, the 22nd of September, um, and that was actually really interesting. If you're a, in the Microsoft ecosystem, Surface is there, is there, is their product line, both on the phone side and, and the other stuff, um, uh, in the laptop space and the PC space. And they talked about the duo two, the duo two looks dope. That thing looks nuts. Um, I, I usually don't cop products without seeing other reviews and I may totally you know, have, have made a mistake. I totally copped it. I got, I, I pre-ordered it. It's not a thing that I usually do I already. Have, I'm an iPhone user. I don't, I'm not even in that ecosystem, but I think the thing that pushed me to even think about it in that way was I'm not using a switch. Like I'm not buying a switch. Um, I mean, I have a switch. I just don't use it. Um, I probably should use it more. Um, and I'm wanting to use my streaming capabilities for my PC. Now that you can do all that stuff with game pass with my console. Now you can do all that stuff in the Xbox ecosystem. And now I'm like, Ooh, I, I want a different device that I'll be able to use. That's a little bit smaller, gives me some mobile capabilities. Also doesn't have to work off of Nintendo's terrible internet version of their system. And then be really excited for potentially playing stuff on the go with a Bluetooth, with, you know, with one of my controllers in my pocket. Like that's a really wild thing to be able to do on a screen. That's probably about 10 inches. I think when you open up the full thing, I, I wonder how the split in the, in the, in the fold of the, of the device is going to make that feel maybe a little bit funky or weird. But I think for what that device is as a new phone and uh, as a content uh, 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 device. Like I love the stuff they showed on terms of like editing videos and editing pictures on the phone and doing all that kind of stuff in that kind of split view. Like I think Microsoft is in another, again, another really good place where the conversations around, um, the game pass layer of their ecosystem 
is not only selling people on Game Pass, but it sold me on a new device. It sold me on probably two new devices. I'm really just waiting now to see what the studio, uh, the Surface Studio a laptop reviews are going to look like, where that may also be a thing that makes me not think about my iPad as much as I used to. So it's really interesting. Esports, Esportsian in the chat says an Xbox in your back pocket. Kind of. Like, that's kind of dope. It's kind of cool to be, to be able to have a thing like that um, in, in the pocket. So I'm very, very excited for what they're going to be bringing down the pipeline and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, before we get up out of here again, I want to give you all a massive amount of love for, for being in here tonight on the show. Anybody who's in chat right now, don't go just yet, because if you missed it, we got a lot of folks coming in from uh, the fan blessing juniors uh, channel who was streaming a little bit earlier tonight. Um, if you're just coming in, we just talked about a big contest that we are putting on. We're going to be giving away an Xbox controller. I'm just going to go through it again. I'm going to give away an Xbox controller. We have two bundle, uh, two bundles coming from Logitech where you can get a, uh, 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 one of their dope, uh, wireless X headsets. We're also going to be giving away a go XLR mixer and the big deal jam that we're going to be giving out is a 65 inch 4k TV from TCL. If you have not hit the button on, on the, on the deal in chat, you are missing out in a big way. You need to make sure you're getting a part of that contest and getting down into that thing, because we're doing some really fun stuff with our friends over at kit.co. Uh, and, and there's more ways to be able to figure out how to join that. Uh, through the link that we have in the chat tonight uh, and stuff that I'll be sharing out on social in the next couple of days. So make sure you're jumping into the pot with that um, and become a Brokago resident. Follow us here on Twitch, follow us on YouTube, follow us on socials. And, and uh, we just passed the 10 K mark on our Instagram as well. So make sure you're checking out all those things. Make sure you're being a part of the crew. Uh, and thank you to everybody who showed up tonight with the good energy. Thank you again to our friends from kit.co for this amazing, uh, contest that we're going to be able to run with them ends on October 6th at 8 PM Pacific standard time. So make sure you're getting in your entries. You have about 12 days to be getting to that post this show dropping on Friday. Uh, we have some more cool stuff coming up very, very soon. Uh, we have some more announcements that are be, that are going to be coming probably before the end of the year uh, or maybe in the beginning of the year, we still have to have conversations around the spawnies that are going to be showing up. We've been talking about some really cool stuff around that. Uh, and yeah, we're going to, you know, continue to, to have some dope guests on the show very, very soon. We're working out some conversations with some folks that you might want to listen to and might want to hear as well. So again, thank you for rocking with us this week and every week on spawn on me, much love to you all stick around for our post show. We'll be hanging out here on Twitch for about five, 10 minutes to talk to all of you in the chat uh, and everybody here listening in podcast land. Thank you so much uh, for, for checking out the show. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes as well for Apple podcasts. So thank you much. We'll see you all next week. Go hit that button for that contest. Make sure you get it in and we'll see you all very, very soon. Stick around for the after show. All right, y'all peace. <laughs>